The following is a sermon from Pastor David Salinas of Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. I thought following Pastor Tim Borman was trying to fill some big shoes. Now I have to follow that? Wow. Thank you, guys. That was wonderful. A pastor and his wife were having a Christmas party in which they were having a white elephant gift exchange. Un pastor y su esposa estaban teniendo una fiesta de Navidad a donde iban a cambiar, intercambiar regalos baratos. People were having fun, they were laughing, rolling on the ground at the fuzzy reindeer antlers and the, the six-pack of Coors Light that had made its way around for the fifth year in a row. When all of a sudden, one of the guests lifted out of her bag a priceless porcelain baby Jesus in a manger. Todos estaban divirtiendo, carcajeándose de los regalos cuando una de las señoras levantó de su bolsa un precioso Jesús en el pesebre hecho de porcelana. The wife gasped because, because it looked just like the antique baby Jesus from her antique nativity set. It turns out it was. And all of the people were just laughing and breathing a huge sigh of relief. Thank God this priceless heirloom didn't break. But for the pastor, always in search of a good sermon illustration and a poignant moment, had to comment on the sad symbolism. So often, isn't it true, that baby Jesus, our priceless treasure, gets swept off center stage and demoted to a $10 and under white elephant gift. El pastor dijo, muchas veces eso ocurre, que el niño Jesús es barrido del lugar central y simplemente hecho un regalo barato. But before we jump up and down and hop up next to that pastor on his soapbox and yell at the unbelieving world, yeah, you keep Christ in Christmas. The truth is, that very thing can happen to you and to me. We can take the precious, priceless baby Jesus and demote him to a cheap $10 and under white elephant gift. And it can happen to us, not because we give in to the secularization of Christmas out in the world, but what one pastor has coined, the cutization of Christmas. Nosotros como cristianos también a veces podemos barrer al niño Jesús y bajarlo a un regalo barato, no por, por convertirlo en un regalo secular, pero por trivializar al niño Jesús. And sometimes we can, we can make Christmas all about singing sweet carols and singing angels and serene nativity sets and silent night and still miss the point of Christmas still miss the heavy glory of what we have before us. God with us. God with us. Bone of our bone 
and flesh of our flesh to redeem these fallen bones and this fallen flesh. Podemos también nosotros, sin cuidado, menospreciar la Navidad y perder, a pesar de tener a Cristo, perder la gran gloria que Dios está con nosotros, hueso de nuestros huesos, carne de nuestra carne, para redimir a esta carne y a estos huesos caídos. The cutization of Christmas for you and for me stops right now. Jamás vamos a trivializar la Navidad. Let me be the first to say, our children are as cute as a button. And there is absolutely nothing as heartwarming and endearing, and in a way very powerful, than hearing the message of Christmas through those little mouths. Yo seré el primero de decir que nuestros hijos son una hermosura, y escuchar el mensaje de la Navidad de sus bocas es un tesoro inimaginable, precioso. But I will also tell you this, that the message that these little voices proclaim to us This was not just cutesy, it was weighty. This was not just trite and trivial, like, like a mall Santa or jingle bells. This was transcendent and life-changing and soul-saving and eternal. That's what you did. Seriously. You gave heaven to all of us, kids. That is powerful. Lo que nuestros hijos apenas acaban de predicar no es algo trivial. Trivial, algo pequeño, pero algo grande, hermoso, precioso, eterno. And for these next few moments, I just want to contribute my voice to theirs. To lead us all to a more awe-filled worship of our Lord. And to approach the manger next week with deep, deep joy. Quiero agregar mi voz para que nosotros la próxima semana podamos reunirnos aquí y alabar al Señor de todo corazón. Open your worship folders and see the God-appointed, spirit-filled mission of the Christ child and be honored at the gift that is there. We'll read it in English. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks, evergreens of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. <clears throat> Those words are amazing. But to place ourselves 
into these words and capture for us the raw majesty of what these children just shared with us, we need to do something important. We need to put ourselves in the sandals of those, of those people. Para que nosotros captemos en realidad la maravilla de estas palabras, tenemos que ponernos en el lugar de la gente que primeramente escuchó este mensaje. And I want you to imagine you are a captive, a slave in a foreign land. And 70 years earlier, an army came and surrounded your city and, and starved your people day by day and inch by inch until the most horrible things took place. And you would walk out of the streets and you would see bodies lined up. Imagínate que 70 años anterior, un ejército vino y asedió tu ciudad y causó cosas terribles y los cuerpos apilados, amontonados en las calles. And you can only remember and pine for a day back in the past when you could go into the temple of God and worship Him in peace. Y solamente anhelabas el día cuando podrías entrar al mero templo de Dios, su iglesia de Dios, y alabarlo en paz. And the worst part of it all the worst part of it all is that you realize that you were in the mess you were in because it was your own fault. You were living in regret. You were living in your own shame and the feelings of guilt because you realize this captivity, this devastation never had to happen to me because God had sent his word again and again as prophet after prophet came and said, repent. Why do you want to die, O house of Israel? Return to the living God and live. Reconoces que, que esta devastación y este cautiverio nunca hubiera pasado. Pero pasó porque a pesar de que Dios envió su palabra tras profeta, tras profeta, hubo el rechazo. Y estas fueron las consecuencias. An image comes to mind. In, in the Old Testament, in the worship, God had, he had embedded a once-in-a-lifetime moment of sheer exhilaration. I mean, you just never knew the joy of it. It was, it was the kind of moment when you, when you turn in your last car payment or your last mortgage payment, and you are debt-free. Hubo incrustado por Dios en la liturgia del Antiguo Testamento, un momento de alegría tan profunda como cuando tú entregas el último pago de tu carro o de tu casa y ya no tienes deudas. This moment was called the year of Jubilee. Once every 50 years, an Israelite who would have sold himself into slavery to pay off his debts or maybe sold his property, on that year of Jubilee, he was set free and all of his property reverted back to him. And so he was, he was once again a free person and his family a free person. Si un hombre, una, una mujer, se entregaba a el, la esclavitud para pagar sus deudas, una vez, cada 50 años, todos fueron liberados. That year of Jubilee 
as you're sitting in captivity, you feel it as it, it has passed you by. And there will be another, no more time of freedom again. Thank God that none of us have been torn out of our homes and had our children taken from us. Gracias a Dios que nadie nos ha arrebatado de nuestras casas y nos ha privado de nuestros hijos. But every one of us knows what it's like to be in a prison. Maybe for some of us it's baby prison. Maybe for other of us, it's bad debt prison or bad health prison or expectations prison or some embarrassing sin prison. Cada uno de nosotros tenemos nuestros, nuestras prisiones, sea la mala salud, sea la deuda, sea los compromisos y los viles, las preocupaciones por nuestra familia. All of us to a person knows what it's like to suffer terribly the consequences of our own sin, of our own rebellion, of our own compromises with God's word. And I don't know, maybe for you, maybe for you, it's the pain and the anguish of realizing that, that when you had the opportunity to discipline your children or, or, or maybe family members or reach out to fallen away church members, you, you didn't. And now they are straying and they are embracing the sins of the world and having a love affair with, with the world and they are away from the Lord. And, y quizás para, para ti el, el dolor que tú sientes es de no haber disciplinado a tus hijos, a miembros de la familia, dichos de la verdad, a otros miembros de la iglesia y ahora están descarriados y están perdidos y tienes un remordimiento en el corazón que no te lo puedes quitar. Maybe for you it is suffering the bad health of substance abuse or, or a broken relationship, or a broken heart because of a betrayal, an infidelity, a lack of forgiveness. Quizás para ti es una relación quebrada por falta de amor o perdón o por una, un engaño, una traición. Another image comes to my mind. Would you join me? There we are, a Babylonian woman on the ground. And her hair is disheveled. And she has just taken a bucket of soot and dumped it on her head. And she has torn her dark robe. And all you can see along the sides of her cheeks are the tracks of her tears as she wails. Imagínate que eres una mujer babilonia en el piso con el pelo despeinado, cenizas cubriendo tu cabeza y solamente las huellas de tus lágrimas corren a través de tu cara. But now do you see, now do you see what these children just gave us? Ven la gloria que nuestros hijos nos regalaron a nosotros What they have just proclaimed to us 
is what we have known all along. Lo que nos han proclamado nosotros es lo que hemos sabido desde mucho. How glorious and how great and how precious and how priceless and how praiseworthy is the gift that squirms in swaddling cloths in a manger. Lo que nosotros hemos recibido es el regalo tan precioso, tan hermoso, tan maravilloso que ya lo hemos sabido. Here is the solution to all of our problems. You guys just gave to us the riches to our destituteness. You gave us the healing to our brokenness. You gave, you gave to your pastor and to these people the freedom to our slavery. You did. You, you gave us the final payment and the forgiveness of my every debt. You, you gave me the reason that I don't have to cry anymore and that I can stand up and with joy proclaim to these people. You gave us the greatest gift that there is to give. Ustedes, niños, hijos, nos han dado nosotros la respuesta a cada problema, la solución y el tesoro a cada pena, el último pago de cada deuda. Because in these words, we are reminded of the gift that you gave us. The grown son of Mary coming to each one of us and with the back of his index finger wiping away the tears and he grabs us with his pierced hands con sus manos perforadas nos levanta y nos dice levántate mi reina get up my dear queen and boy did you think that the, the day after Christmas was something special because that's when you can go and exchange that ugly sweater or the gift that you didn't like for one that you really did have I got an exchange for you those ashes wash them away here put on your head the crown, the bejeweled crown that is fit for my queen. Quítate esas cenizas y ponte en la cabeza la corona enjoyada que solamente le pertenece a mi reina. Take off, take off that funeral dress and here, put this on dress that is as long with the train, as long as Princess Diana or Princess Kate Take off those salty tears, wipe them away, and replace them with the perfume, the sweet-smelling perfume that would be on your wedding day. Quítate esas garras de funebre y ponte este vestido de boda de mi reina. Enjúgate todas, sécate todas esas lágrimas saladas. Cámbialas por un perfume dulce. Because I have removed your every debt. Your year of jubilee has not passed. I am your jubilee. I have freed you from every sin, every debt, every woe. It's all gone. Yo los he librado su año de jubileo. No les ha pasado. Yo soy su perdón. I am because of the great exchange I made. Instead of a crown of shining glory, I chose a crown of spiny thorns. Instead of the praises of holy angels, I chose the murderous cries of crucify. Instead of a crown of a throne of gold, I chose a throne of wood. 
Instead of my own righteousness and the robes of my righteousness, I chose the rags of your sinfulness to take it all away. And so, so yeah, all men are like grass and all their glory is the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fall. The grass withers, the flowers fall because the hot breath of the mighty judgment of God blows over them all, but not you. You in me are an everlasting evergreen of righteousness. A cambio de mi gloria, me puse la corona de espinas. A cambio de un trono de oro, escogí un trono de madera. Y aunque todo el mundo es pasto, toda la gloria del hombre, simplemente flores decaídas y marchitadas, no tú. Tú eres un roble eterno en mí. That's the gift we've been given. Eso es el regalo que nos han dado. English speakers, go ahead. I want you to put the prophet's question on your lips right now. Ask it out loud. Pastor Salinas, what shall I cry? Hispanohablantes, ¿qué de gritar? Pregúntenme. What a gift. Qué regalo. Thank you, Father. Thank you, children.